Yes, it's Monday, and it's a bank holiday Monday, so you know what that means. Well, it's exactly the same. I'm just putting an episode out. Hooray! So, normal episode for us guys, although it's a bank holiday Monday here in the UK. It means that every bank in the UK is closed. I've no idea if that's the truth. But it does mean that a lot of people are off work today, including Becca. And because Becca was off work today, as was everyone else in her family, we had a barbecue last night. But more on that later during Reddit Corner. Let's just say one of us doesn't drink, and that one of us is talking into a microphone. One of us does, and that other one of us is waiting cautiously and in anticipation for me to finish this podcast so we can get a McDonald's. Who do we think those two people are? Well, obviously it's me. I'm talking into a microphone. Anyway, I hope you're all doing fantastically well. We do have a wonderful show full of paranormal purveyance for you today on this bank holiday Monday. And we, of course, are going to have a paranormal review like we always do. Somebody suggested, actually, I believe it was Julie. She emailed in and said, here's an idea. You know, because I say where I review the paranormal so you don't have to. Or where I review so you don't have to. And it doesn't make any sense. She's emailed in and said, how about this, where I review and share it with you. Isn't that lovely? I'm not going to use it, probably, because I'll forget. But it is lovely. Thank you, Julie, for suggesting such a thing. But we do have a wonderful show, and we're going to crack on with it right now. Now, first and foremost, as you all know, we like to say a big thank you to our newest Patreons. We love all of our Patreons, but our new ones get a song sung just for them, which includes their name. Yes, they do. But you also get two additional podcasts each and every week. Each and every week. Yes, you do. One is me just rambling, like I like to do, as you can clearly tell. And the other one, we try and do a paranormal podcast. And when I say we try, we succeed in of late to keep the whole show just paranormal-based. But normally that's either myself or myself and Becca, and we discuss topics of the paranormal just for our Patreons and any other P-words we can throw in at the time. And all you need to do to get all of that juicy stuff is go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Just like these wonderful new Patreons have. The guitar is well and truly out. That was very close to the microphone, wasn't it? Anyway, we've got four wonderful new Patreons today. We've got Neve Deftly, Lee, Sean Huxley, and Daniel Monteo Jesus. And this is a little blues number just for you. Neve Deftly, Lee, Sean Huxley. Not to forget Daniel Monteo Jesus. You've signed up to the show, and I want you to know, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a weird ending, wasn't it? And also, and I want you to know, thank you. I should mean I want to say thank you. So thank you very much, guys. Don't forget, if you want to sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time for a paranormal review, where I review something paranormal and share it with you. Thanks, Julie. So today's paranormal review is one that's very close to my heart. It is indeed. I'm Literally, I'm holding it very close to my chest. But it's a genuine great book is what we're going to look at, or a series of books. And the reason I'm reviewing it is because it's long overdue and also because... This is a little shout out to any of you guys who have kids who you want to get interested in to the paranormal, the supernatural and everything akin to that. Because this is one of the books that got me into the supernatural and the paranormal. And there are not many books that give you such a good, strong footing in the topic, if you like, 
It's a book that I rented out from the library. Oh, Christ, I'm talking like maybe 30, 40 times as a child. And rightfully so. And in case you haven't guessed by now, I'm talking, of course, about Usborne's The World of the Unknown, all about ghosts. Now, they do a series of books that they've since re-released. This is a re-released copy that I'm holding. So it was clearly big in the 70s and 80s. Um, and now they've re-released these books. So you can get one on ghosts, UFOs, monsters, and aliens. I think, oh no, UFOs are covered. Uh, I think there's another one that I'm not remember remembering. But anyway, get them all, because they're all brilliant. So in the book of ghosts, which we're interested in, of course, it gives little synopsises about every type of ghost. It says here, literally, on page five, types of ghosts. And you've got haunting ghosts. It says haunting ghosts are seen at different times by different people. Then there's a little paragraph on that. Ghosts of the living, which we know as doppelgangers. Purposeful ghosts, which ones who comes and says, like, the money's over there in the wall. We have poltergeists are covered on there too. It is also, interestingly, on the same page, duties of a ghost. Because you didn't know they had duties, did you? But according to this book, they occasionally do. And we have, for example, some ghosts return to avenge a murder and to expose a villain. Other ghosts have to set right an injustice. Ghosts also come back to put right any wrongs they may have committed. Sometimes ghosts appear to reveal the hiding place in which they hoarded money or treasure. Now, the thing is, I know all of us weather-worn paranormal people are now going, no, they don't. But you know, to a child, this book sets you off on a life of wanting to know more about the paranormal. It really does. And it's beautifully done for kids. And, you know, even as an adult, I mean, I got this off Becca as a re-release for, I think, a birthday or Christmas a couple of years ago. And I was well in my 40s, and I was like, this is amazing. And I sat there reading. I mean, you read it in about five minutes, but it's beautiful. And I nearly cried when I got it. It's that good. So my recommendation to you guys for this week is the collection of the World of the Unknown series by Usborne. You can buy them online, and they're worth every penny. I think this was eight quid. And it's the best eight quid you'll ever spend. It should be. In anyone who's interested in the paranormal, it should be. A copy of the ghost version, anyway. Should be in your library of paranormal books. I take it we've all got one of them. Yes, good. But it should definitely be. Go check it out. It's called Usborne's World of the Unknown, all about ghosts. Yes, it is. It's a, like, I don't have, there are not enough hands in the earth or on the earth to put thumbs up to the sky for this book. Sincerely, go and buy it right now. Yes, it's time for my favourite part of the show. I sound like a vampire there. Time for my favourite part of the show, where each week I get to read your wonderful true paranormal experiences back to you and to the world of listeners. Yes, we do. And it's amazing, and I love it. And it is genuinely my favourite part of my week, probably. Anyway, our first email today comes in from Catherine, and she writes, Dear Kevin, Becca, and TNC, meow. TNC, of course, being the now oft-used abbreviation for the neighbour's cat. And from me, hello. From Becca, hi. And from the neighbour's cat, meow. Feisty neighbour's cat. Long time listener, first time contacting. Okay. I'm going to change out slash avoid names because it'll be very easy to identify otherwise and that wouldn't be ideal. Ooh, interesting. This experience goes back a few years to when I was working in a very, very religious school. I wasn't a teacher, but I supported science lessons in a technical capacity. As mentioned, the school was very religious, and my immediate manager was very religious. We didn't talk about the paranormal. It wasn't a topic for casual discussion. I am not a religious at all. 
I never felt scared when working alone in school holiday time, never felt a presence, until this happened. Ooh, so this is Catherine's story. It started small, as these things do. The radio in our lab went missing. It was quite compact, but at least it was digital. There was always an argument about what was on the radio, so we all assumed someone had taken it as a joke. However, it turned up in a very random location, returned by someone outside of our department. They were confused as to why they had it. We put it down to one of those things and forgot about it. We worked regular hours and frequently arrived and left at the same time. There were four of us in our lab and we all had a key. For security reasons, no one else did apart from the 24-hour security guard. Our lab had chemicals and dangerous equipment, so we didn't want anyone else to have access after hours. The night the incident happened, we'd all left at the same time. We were all in a good mood and we all watched our manager carefully lock and check the door. The next morning, unusually, we all arrived at the same time. We all watched our manager unlock the door and enter. In the middle of the floor was a large plastic container with a tap on it. Now this could hold upwards of 25 litres of a chemical, in this case a weak hydrochloric acid. These had been topped up the day before and were kept on a shelf at about waist height. They are very heavy and are left in place to avoid having to lift them. If they're full and you need to move them, you need two people to lift them. The tap was loose and there was acid all over the floor and had leaked through the ceiling and into the electrics below. It looked like it had been dragged off the shelf and dropped. We couldn't figure out how this might have happened. They are so heavy and so awkward to lift. They don't just fall off shelves. While we cleaned up, our manager went down to security and asked to view the footage from the night before, where you can get a clear view of the door. And no one went in. No one left. The security guard went past on his rounds, shone a torch in the door and went on his way. That evening, we spoke to the guard. He hadn't heard anything or seen anything unusual on his rounds, so we can only assume it happened in the early hours before his shift changed to the day shift. A couple of us talked about the possibility of it being paranormal, and we were shut down immediately. In private, we talked about it being a possibility. We honestly couldn't find another reasonable explanation. We tried several times to replicate the incident, but we just couldn't. We moved on, and a few weeks later, I was behind some shelving, kneeling on the floor going through a tray. The shelving is a metal frame stocked with trays, and you can see through the gaps. I heard the door to the lab open, and I glanced through the gap and spotted a pair of legs in navy blue suit trousers and smart shoes walk in. I assumed it was one of the chemistry teachers who was a snappy dresser. What can I do for you, Dr. Smith? I called out. No answer. But the legs continued to walk around to where I was. I was aware of a shadow over me, so looked up and expected to see him looking down at me. But there was no one there. The door didn't open again, and there were, oddly, no footsteps. We had very hard floors in that room, 
I didn't mention it to my manager, but to another non-religious colleague. And she said she'd had similar happen to her before, but had never spoken about it. It turned out that the school we worked in was built on the site of an old school. I've researched, but I can't find any evidence that anything bad happened there. Maybe it was just long dead science teachers coming back to help out. I left for a different job a few months later, not related to the paranormal activity. I wasn't especially frightened by it as I'd been part of a team of ghost hunters prior to this job and had worked in other haunted locations. I wanted to send this story because of the amount of time we all spent trying to debunk the acid incident but could never find a truly satisfactory explanation. Thanks for the podcast and I'll see what else I dredge up from the memory and send in some more experiences. All the best, Catherine. Wow. I don't know about you guys, but when I hear of a paranormal entity starting to mess around with hydrochloric acid, then it's time to call in as many priests as you want. Just make sure it's an even number and split them by age, of course, so they can work in tag teams. But that is truly horrible and terrifying, Catherine. The idea of something being able to lift, something that takes two people to move, terrifies me because it's that unknown strength that these things can sometimes, as in this case, have. Because if they can do that to an object like that, then when you hear stories about people getting picked up and thrown against a wall, I normally go, nah, maybe not. But now it's like, yeah, maybe so. If they can do it with inanimate objects, they can do it with human beings. Terrifying, Catherine. Thank you so much for sending it in. And if you've got a story like Catherine's, it doesn't have to be full of acid, you know what I mean, but each to their own, send it in to contact at talkaboutghost.com and I will read it out. And someone who's done that is Carly, and she writes, Hello, hello. I've been listening to your podcast for some time, and I've listened to all of the series. I've also just become a Patreon, so I can listen to all of Dark Bites, too. I've been toying with submitting my stories for some time, and reason that I've nothing to lose by emailing you. Why, thank you, Carly. So this is Carly's tale. I'm 35 now, but in my early teens, I worked in a bakery and cafe in my local town. During the summer holidays, I would pick up more hours in the week, going almost full-time. Given that this happened to me almost 20 years ago, the memories are still so vivid in my memory, and they were the beginning of my interest in the paranormal. In short, the bakery was in an old terrace building. Legend had it that it had been a bakery since it was built, with a house above where the bakers lived. The bakery had changed hands over the years and was eventually bought by Appley's Bakery. My experiences started as soon as I worked there. I wasn't sure at first if it was led by the fact I'd heard other people's stories about other people's experiences, or me and my colleagues winding each other up all the time. Things were small at first. We would put up the Christmas decorations all around the cafe area of the bakery, using pins and tape and consistently in one area, the decorations would fall down every day. Yes, this could be down to the materials we were using, but it added to the fact that the locked cake cabinets in the same area would swing open throughout the day too. My real experiences kicked in one Saturday when we were doing our end of day clean. My colleague, I'll call her A from here, would sweep whilst I would clean the windows and I would then follow afterwards with a mop while she went round to the back of the bakehouse to lock away the cash for the day. 
one day with my back towards the area I was mopping, I banged into someone. In brackets, it was clearly a someone. It was soft rather than solid like a surface. I shouted and nudged again as I thought A was playing a joke on me, because she knew I was in a rush to finish. Having hit something again, I told A to stop messing around and turned around, only to see that no one was there. I dropped the mop and ran down into the back of the bakery to see where A was, and lo and behold, she was just walking back up from the safe and asked what was wrong. We were the only people in the building and went back up into the shop floor to finish mopping and cleaning. We both heard an almighty crash from the bakehouse and were almost too scared to go and look. Once we plucked up the courage to go and take a look, rather than finding anything fallen and in disarray, we found that the baker's equipment had all been neatly lined up on one of the metal tables. The following week, A and I walked to the shop together around 8am. Getting to the shop, we walked down the side of the building where the side door was, and where the main door for delivery was. These doors were solid, with a glass pane with mesh over it, but you could still see through. It was a pretty miserable morning, so we were desperate to get in. So we knocked on the door for M to let us in. M was always on time, and usually there before us, so when we looked through the mesh and saw who we thought M was in the back of the bakehouse, we tried shouting through the door for them to let us in. She turned and walked towards the door, and then to the left, out of sight, where we assumed she would then let us in in the side door. But nothing. We carried on knocking, but nothing. At ten past eight, M runs down the side of the building, soaked from the rain and apologises profusely that she'd forgot her keys, so had to run home and get them before she could let us all in. Confused, we assumed she was pranking us, because we'd seen her in the shop. But it wasn't her. We went in and inspected the building, but no one else was in there. Who could it have been? Another day, again late in the day, I was walking through the aisle to serve a customer that would come in late every Saturday to get a loaf of bread that she reserved. I grabbed the loaf and she asked for an 8 grain loaf too, and as I was about to pick it up off the shelf, the bread shot off the shelf and over to the counter. It landed by the door and we both stared at it stunned in disbelief at what we witnessed. The customer laughed it off, saying she didn't think she wanted it now that it had been on the floor and I picked it up and put it back on the counter. I know what you're thinking, the bread could have just fallen off, surely. But no, they're firmly fixed. And even if it had fallen, it couldn't have then shot two metres at the exact same time the customer asked for it. These experiences didn't only happen to me. The bakers themselves said frequently they would come in late at night to start the bake for the following day and they would find all their equipment lined up on the centre of the big metal table, like I experienced one Saturday. The cleaning lady eventually quit because of all the spooky goings-on. The bakehouse had one of those doors to nowhere on an elevated floor, and if you were up on the floor and walked out that door, you would have just plummeted to the floor below. The cleaner used to see shadows all the time and heard footsteps on the floor above that was only used for storage. The rumour was that a family once lived there, 
and amongst them was a teenage girl named Alice. She would have been about 16 the time that she died, where she had an unfortunate accident in the building. It's believed Alice had a very childlike nature, so perhaps that was why our experiences were all quite playful, and I never felt threatened. Now that was the end of Carly's first email, but then she quickly followed up with this. Hi again. I'm just listening to one of your dark bites, and I remembered something else. On another occasion, I saw Alice as a full-bodied apparition. She was walking up a few steps from the bakehouse to the shop floor, and I saw her as clear as I would a human. Her face, her hair, and what she was wearing. The interesting thing is that what she was wearing was the same uniform that we had to wear on our Saturday shift, which I always thought was mad because she obviously never got to wear that when she was alive. We did, however, always have a spare out in the cloakroom, but it seems odd that she would choose to wear one. As I write this, I remember that before working at the bakery, there was a girl that worked there that sadly died in a road traffic accident. I know this because my mum worked at the same bakery many years before I did. Now I'm wondering if it was her and not Alice. The girl was a few years ahead of me at school and had always been very kind to me as she knew my mum, but otherwise she had quite the tough girl reputation. Thinking of this memory now gives me some comfort that she would have come to visit A and I in the shop. Wow, Carly, they are great stories. And you know what, I do love, you sent a picture in as well of where the shop is, like a very ye olde worldy picture. And I love, like, not necessarily rustic towns, but, you know, little villages where there was a baker's and there was a butcher's. And over time, they either maintain that tradition of being a baker's. For example, there's still one in Prescott, which is near my dad's, um, called Raise the Baker's. And it's been there since, like, the 40s. I don't know whether it's still there now, actually. It was last time I checked, and it was still a baker's. But my point is that these shops were fitted out with old-school, like, cooking equipment. And when people moved in, they were like, we'll keep it as it is then. We'll just open a baker's. And I think, I genuinely do think in some of these places, now as everywhere gets gentrified, there's going to be a load of ghosts going, he's taking the bloody oven out and putting a bloody barber's chair in. Let's go mad. And they just trash the gap. But Carly, amazing. And you know what is dead interesting? You're not the first story that I've heard. You're not the first story I've heard. You know, you're not the first person who's told me a story where I've heard from a cooking sort of environment that all of the equipment's been lined up on a metal table. And if anyone saw my attempted live feed that I'd done on Facebook and Instagram recently when I went for a walk through town, at one point, I point the camera at this shop, which is a cafe, and I say, oh, there's a ghost story in there. And anyway, the guy who runs it, Jay, always does me and Becca a lovely bacon and egg barn before we go out anywhere. And we always have a nice chat with him. He's a very nice man. And he was saying that down in the basement where he does all his prep work of this very old building, he's got a big long metal table where he does all the cutting and stuff. And one day he turned, he was putting stuff on there in boxes, unpacked everything, turned round, turned back round, and all of his equipment that he'd unpacked was laid out in a line on the table. So isn't that interesting? I wonder if it's just something like people in olden days in those sort of environments done before they started the day. You know, so maybe they're trying to help get all this stuff laid out for the working day. I don't know. But either way, Carly, amazing stories. Thank you very much. Don't forget, if you've got a story like Carly's or the one we heard earlier, send it in to contact at talkaboutghost.com. 
and I will read it out for that's our agreed transaction. Yes, it is. Now, it's that time in proceedings where we head over to Becker's Reddit Corner. Now, if it smells of alcohol over there today, it should, because she's a little booze hound. Now, we had a barbecue last night, and I don't drink, so I can criticise people who do. That's how the world works. So, this is Becca's Reddit Corner, pre-recorded about an hour ago, but you know what? She holds up really well for someone who's hungover, so fair play to her. Let's head over. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. So, it's time, of course, that time of week, that we go and visit the dark and dingy corner that was quite northern of you. That time of week. That time of week where we go to Dark and Dingy Corner. And it is a bit dingy today, isn't it? Because um, you we all, ladies and gentlemen, we all have the pleasure today of speaking for the first time on the podcast to slightly still drunk from the night before, Becca. I'm not still drunk from the night before. Do you want to say that again without slurring? <laughs> um, actually, I don't feel so bad. So you might be right. That might be indicative that... Yeah. Perhaps. Because you normally start off feeling great, don't you? Because you're still yes. drunk. And yeah. then um, in yeah. a few hours' time. Yeah. So we've we've made the tactical decision to do Reddit Corner now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel fine because in a couple of hours I might be curled up in a ball and telling yeah. you to get that microphone out of my face. Yes, you definitely will. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's a guarantee, to be honest. So um, why are you drunk anyway? That's a weird question. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a barbecue last night, didn't we? Yes, we are. Well, yesterday, yeah. We yesterday <laughs> we into the early hours of the we morning. We posted it last night. We went like come round at eight for a barbecue. We had a barbecue yesterday, yesterday, and um, yesterday, yesterday, and it was lovely. Yeah, it was it lovely. Was a, big, a big family barbecue. It's the first time our families have met. Yes, although we've been together over a decade. We've been together over a decade. I don't know why it took us so long. No, no. I bet you're thinking, I do, because that went on so late. <laughs> it fucking did. I mean, you know, when you start to barbecue at two, you expect people around nine o'clock to be like. Oh, that was great, that. thought people would be going at, like, 6. <laughs> they did go at 6 a.m. <laughs> That's when the last person left. 6 a.m. Dude, be cool, be cool. I am cool, but you know when you don't drink? I was in bed anyway at that point. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. obviously, yeah. Makes no odds to me. I was all curled up with the cat. Yeah. Um, anyway, are you ready to regale us some ghost stories? Now, again, I've just looked at the title of this, but a pretty a cursory glance... Doesn't appear to be anyone called Shitty. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Um, I did ask you for a cursory glance. And it was very cursory. I just scanned through for swear words. I'm not saying there's none in there. Right. Um, but there doesn't appear to be any shitties. No, like, ad hoc urinations. <laughs> right. Or, um, or any Mervs. Or Mel's, was it? Not Mel. Merv. Mel. Yeah. <laughs> Merle. Mel looking very shocked at something weeing in their nose garden. So none of that today. I mean, I'm saying that. So this, this is... Um, don't try and read. Oh, I will. The, the user is Agile Succotash 3492. Okay. And this is the story. In your own time, Drunken Becca. Welcome. I'm not Drunken Becca. Well, you, you're talking at that decibel, you are. Welcome. You need to come on. Up your game now. You're on a podcast. Honest to God. You'd be criticising me. I'm not criticising you. It sounds an awful lot like you're criticising me. It sounds an awful lot like you need three hours sleep at least. Welcome to the <laughs> Corner with Becca. <laughs> Listen, are you going to be nice or are you going to be a dick? Well, we'll find out. Right. The title of this story is called Saw a Ghost Walk Through My House and My Friend Confirmed What We Both Saw. There you go. So, Catchy title. So two people, it's a bit long for a title, isn't it? It's not going on the side of a spine of a book. No. Let's begin. Let's begin. 
I threw my sister a bachelorette party this past weekend at my house. I had been drinking all night. Can relate. Can relate, yeah. (laughs) But was also hosting, so I made sure to have a good buzz, but not be overly intoxicated. Can't relate. Again, can relate. Can relate me arse. Can relate. I waited ages before I even had my first drink, you know. It was hours. Hours? We started at two. What time did you have your first drink? Well, I don't know, but it was hours in. It was within an hour in. It was not within an hour in. Becca, carry on with the story. It was not. Yeah, I mean, it took you long enough to get the burgers on. It was after that. Yeah, because that was, was there. Anyway, carry on with the story. 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 My good friend, who doesn't drink, and I... Me. <laughs> ...were sitting around the fire pit in the backyard around 11pm, 12am. From the backyard, you can see into the kitchen via a picture window facing the backyard, and then you can see into the dining room slash living room via the sliding glass doors that lead onto the back deck. The girls were all leaving and we could see everyone walking through the kitchen and saying bye to my sister. Once everyone left, my sister came outside and joined us for a few minutes by the fire. She then decided to go in and go to bed and she started walking towards the house. My friends and I were watching her stumble back when something caught my eye in the kitchen window. I saw a male figure dressed in a white shirt walk through the kitchen. I thought it was my husband returning from a hockey game and moved my gaze to the sliding doors to confirm who was in the kitchen, but no one came into view after it went through the kitchen. I thought I was seeing things until I heard my friend say, What the? And we both confirmed with each what other. What the? Are you mocking me? I bet, yeah, but that was fine. It was a good mock. What's a good mock? What the? That's a good mock. That's not a good mock. I know, it's just, I found it slightly humorous the way you've read, and my friend went, What the? And you went, what the? I don't think I sounded like a Muppet. <laughs> well, maybe not a Muppet. Like Kermit. Well, no, you did a bit. Imagine interrupting to criticise the way I've pronounced I will, two I will, words. I, well, I didn't interrupt. How rude. I just, I just, if anything, I, anyway, I made it better. What the? What the? <laughs> I didn't go, what the? Because I can do that voice, but I have to put it on and that's not what I did. Okay. What the? No, but thankfully, it's on, all on tape, so we can find out. <laughs> all on tape. All on tape. Digital tape. Um, and we both confirmed with each other that we saw the exact same thing I know for a fact no one else was in the house and if they were we would have seen them walk into the dining room or walk back through the kitchen I have a theory on who it might have been my sister's fiance's best friend who was supposed to be in the wedding passed away in October of last year due to meningitis I think he was making his rounds to the wedding activities at least it's comforting to think that instead of having a random ghost in my house Anyways, thanks for reading my story. I'm pretty jazzed about experiencing it and also having my friend confirm what we both saw. Pretty jazzed? I like that. I'm pretty jazzed. And all that jazz. I'm pretty jazzed. Um, Oh, that's, I mean, it's sad that the friend obviously died of meningitis. That's horrific. Yes. I like that. I do, and it is very comforting to think that, but it's also like, you know, a bit of a stretch. Yeah, he wouldn't have been invited to the bachelorette party then. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Gagging in. Gagging in. But also, like, it, it implies that, like, you know, he's went, right, I must go and get me white shirt on. Me <laughs> yeah, dressed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who are we to say that that didn't happen? Maybe you brought, brought a bottle. Maybe you brought a bottle of wine. Get your mind out of the alcoholic gutter. It's a party. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Maybe a different gutter. Spiritual spirits. We... Uh... Yeah. You stop criticising me. Now. Okay. I'll stop now. Thanks. I've criticised you so much, I'm going to, you know, even I'm thinking, what the? <laughs> Sally, what? 
I'm joking. Tell you. Uh, has anyone anyone um, commented on so, that anyway? So what are people's opinions? Can I get to it? Yes. Someone says, I am totally on board with that. I feel my grandmother when special events occur. Love that you have had a positive experience. Mazel tov. And a shame. Felicitations. Congratulations. I don't know whether congratulating it. Well, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I pronounced the shame. What does the shame mean? Oh. Well, it must mean congratulations, wasn't it? Le sham. Le sham. Mazel tov. Le sham. Felicitations. I mean, for someone who doesn't know that person, that's a... Why, why are they congratulating her? She's... I don't know. She's hosted a party and saw a ghost. Unless she's just like, I'm so nervous to write a post on Reddit and they've had this chat prior and now she's done it. They're like, congratulations, well done on conquering your Reddit fear. Maybe. Anyway. And the, the original poster has put, thanks, it's comforting to know loved ones stick around and support us from the other side. Um, someone else said, multiple witness stories are always the most impressive. And the OP put, I think that's what excites me most, is that I had validation. If my friend wasn't there, I would have completely second-guessed myself on what I saw. That's true. That's an interesting point. It is an interesting point when um, you, people have validation on it. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always work in that respect. So, for example, me and you, when we saw the tap lift in the kitchen in the old flat... We didn't see the I know, tap but this is my point. This is my point. I'm, everyone has heard this. I'm not going to go over old ground, but my point is, we did both see it. But later on, you decided that we didn't. We didn't both see it. So sometimes it's not useful to we have two witnesses. We didn't both see it. The tap came on. We didn't both see anything about the tap moving. We heard the water. Yeah, the tap came on. None yeah, of the us tap t- came Yeah, on. the tap needs to be physically touched to come on. Yeah, I, as you say, we're not going over. No, we're not. But, but we didn't physically. Neither of us physically saw the tap handle move. I did. No, you didn't. I did. I bloody Lies. did. Lies. Uh, anyway, what, anyway, so anyway. You're sitting there watching the tap, and then so this, and they came on. No, you heard the noise. Becca, of the gen- water, no, genuinely. That's what made you look no, over. we both turned at the same time, saw the thing. But if I remember rightly, you looked at me and went, "What the?" <laughs> I guess you don't remember rightly. <laughs> anyway, thank you as always, what Becca. Thank you as always for joining us on. In allowing us into your little corner of darkness. You're welcome. Thank you for joining Reddit Corner with Becca. Yes, indeed. And um, we'll see you next week. A more, uh, more sober version. Tatty bye. Back it in? Honestly, like, just jab after jab. Doof, doof, doof. Behave. I will. Okay, thanks, Becca. Bye. Bye.